0: it's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Ashley.
1: And I'm Casey. Last time, I discussed substitute teachers with my friend and our substitute, uh, Ray, and we had a great time discussing these episodes.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure you guys are all really, you know, devastated to hear that I'm back, but I am. So, (sighs) we also put out our weekly Twitter poll asking, Who digs the purr? You guys agreed with Gerald that chicks dig the purr with 38%, although the answer no one got 34% and everyone got 28%, so those were also pretty close.
1: Yeah, and Ashley, your message to me was hilarious. Like, what does this Twitter poll even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate I mean, you retweeting it anyway.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I figured... Why not? you know i I'm always, always good for people to join in the party. i I don't even think I answered this one or if I did, it was no one.
1: <laughs> I said everyone, although you gotta go and listen at least to our per attempts. Ray nails it. I just fall flat on my face. So.
0: as you do with everything, Casey.
1: Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> Ray, I know you're listening. Get back in here. I can't. She's mean. would <laughs> I just want to play slime ball.
0: Casey, I'm allowed to be mean. It's my birthday. Oh,
1: that's true. Which brings us to, you are the master of segues. I'm glad to have you back just for that. But Ray had good segues too, so what are you worth? Nothing. (laughs) Anyway, on the subject of Ashley being worthless, uh, we're celebrating Ashley's birthday with this episode. (laughs) Uh, This is part two, really. We did this in FNN 18 a year ago. And I am not bitter about this at all, even though we totally did not do a birthday episode for me, because apparently Nick Madness is more important to the legacy of our podcast than, you know, the other co-host's birthday. So thanks for that, Ashley. That uh, that really makes me feel great.
0: I feel like you might have agreed to it, to be honest with you. Might have been my idea. With all the hype of nick madness how are we supposed to fit in another episode it would have thrown off everyone
1: right and it's april my birthday coincides a few days before april fools which was a whole thing to yeah it yeah uh... you
0: you just got screwed over i'm sorry no it's fine nick
1: madness is so worth it i would make that trade every (laughs) time
0: Alrighty. on that note thanks so much as always for tuning in now let's get started
1: our first episode is from the wild thornberries it's called birthday quake and it's from season three episode eight this one aired on october 6th 2000
0: and in this one Tyler, Eliza's cousin, is visiting for his, uh, I think it's summer break, and it happens to coincide with his 13th birthday, so in order to, um, distract Tyler so that the rest of the crew can set up a birthday party for him, Eliza takes him, uh, along with her to visit some elephants who are also having some sort of, uh, disputes with themselves there, and we also have sort of this little thing with Tyler's parents coming to visit. And honestly, they're, they're a little high maintenance. Specifically the mom is we'll get into it, but that's the gist of it. Oh, and there's an earthquake. Of course. That's the name.
1: Right. And Eliza, I love Eliza. Don't get me wrong, but she isn't exactly great to Tyler on his birthday. Is she?
0: No. I mean, she's, and, you know, there's a little bit of understanding. She doesn't want him to find out that she can talk to animals and there's these elephants who she really wants to spend her time talking to and whatever, but it is also his birthday and maybe you should give him some attention, right? Tyler seems like he's, you know, actually fairly interested in nature and stuff too, which you think that she would be a little more excited to have somebody along for the ride, but I, I do get, like I said, she can't really be herself as much as she wants to be when he's around. Um, we do get uh, Debbie though. She's she's actually being a pretty good sport. She's making a cake and she burned cookies, right? I'm not making that up. I feel like she made these cookies that ended up burnt.
1: Not in this episode. No, 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 right? in,
0: in like the Valentine's episode day episode we watched.
1: Yeah, it like starts the um the Calm V on fire.
0: Yeah. She does a much better job with this cake is all I'm getting at. <laughs>
1: Yes, right. Oh, that's an interesting... That's so funny. I'd never thought about tracking Debbie's baking skills <laughs> through this show. She's that's she's hilarious. improved. Yeah, she has. She has. And, like, I get Eliza's perspective in this episode. Like, sometimes when you have a family member around for a long time that you're not like, used to, it can be really grating and, like, a lot to deal with. So I understand. Plus, she's, you know, the real reason that she's, like rude to him in the first place, or not rude, but trying to get away from him is to help this elephant. So she's sort of torn between her moral obligation as someone who can speak to animals to help this elephant find her brother? Cousin? Yeah.
0: Cousin. It is cousin because they they have a whole...
1: Right. That's right. Because the elephant clearly doesn't really get what cousins are. She's like, well, it's my dad's Siblings. or my mom is yeah
0: his mom's sister or something right, like that yeah right. yeah yeah
1: i love this show does a really smart job of like not giving the animals knowledge that they wouldn't have beyond language so like yeah they can talk to eliza and that's a stretch but Eliza's talking about her brother Tyler and how she feels a little guilty for running off on him. And uh, she goes, and today's his birthday, too. And uh, the main female elephant says, you mean he's another year older? And it answered that question. And I was like, would they even know what a birthday is? I thought that was some great writing.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I think think they do a good job of just kind of having them have their own, you know, sort of personalities that make sense and like with with their um with how they would be as animals, right? Like they're not they're not humanized animals. They are just animals who could communicate with a human. if That makes right. sense. Right. And the
1: voice actors are always so perfect for the animals' yes, their voice.
0: Yes. Always. I you know, we we really don't give this show enough attention. I feel like I've been saying that to like so many shows that we've been talking I know about there's, recently there's
1: too many shows and it's hard because the ones we didn't watch as religiously we're not gonna think of right away when we come up with an episode concept you know it's like <laughs> let's do something about school oh there's a school episode in fairly odd parents right know?
0: right so we have to dig for them a little bit more but i think, right. I think we should try to put a, an effort in to do it for but...
1: sure and so ray and i were uh asking we were sort of jokingly mentioning that like we should do a birthday episode for everyone but me and uh celeste tweeted a birthday idea for her birthday which actually would be kind of fun to do that featured wild thornberries so uh i say around that time we should do another wild thornberries focused episode because we did our donnie darwin comparison but that's not really a special right
0: yeah i i think they're distinct enough
1: Yeah, so we we should dig into this show more and always, you know, we have many, lots of listener suggestions sitting in our mailbox, and I'm sure many of those have Thornberry episodes, so, yeah, anyway, back to the show itself, um, Tyler is kind of annoying, not gonna lie, like,
0: (laughs) yeah, he's, he's a dash, I, I think he's as annoying as most 13 year olds are, 13, he's a teenager today.
1: Oh, it's all, he won't shut up about it. Yeah. I'm a teenager. Wow, I'm finally older than Eliza. It's like, you've been, you're no older than her <laughs> than you were before your birthday.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I do remember though, that was a thing. aged a day. <laughs> like everyone, I, I feel like becoming a teenager was a, like a, it was like a thing, right? Like you were excited for it. Like, and now in retrospect, that seems really stupid because the difference between being 12 and being 13 is almost literally nothing. I mean I guess you, you can go to PG thirteen movies all alone, so
1: That's true. That is true. Although I feel like you don't have an idea thirteen so. Cut-offs. But then you could a lot of times you have to stop ordering off the kids menu. So there's some there's some downsides. <laughs> right, but as again, well. like
0: they how much are they gonna notice, right? Like
1: True, true.
0: Like they're not gonna be like, uh, oh, can I see can I, I I'm gonna have to card you on that one. Like you don't have anything mm-hmm. unless you carry around your birth certificate or something. I don't know.
1: Another funny bit about Tyler is he is, uh, he loves this bush baby who's near the convi. And he basically expects, he's like, come on, bush baby, come down out of that tree. It's like, it's my birthday, come on! It's And it doesn't sound like he's, like, kidding or anything. It's like he's really trying to reason with this bush baby, expecting it to just get that it's his birthday.
0: Yeah, And I, I forgot on this one, can, if this is clarified, can animals understand all humans or could they just understand eliza
1: eliza has translated for humans okay that's what i, I want thought. To say so but like can like, darwin is... understand the family it's kind of unclear
0: yeah that's that's a good point too i would think
1: i don't think he does
0: yeah i mean logically he shouldn't but i don't know i mean maybe he and can i think tell because
1: from... Strictly because Eliza has to speak with them with animal noises, like we discovered a few episodes ago, then they must not understand human language, or right, she would just that's talk true, to them true. in human language.
0: I guess it is yeah. possible. You could argue that Darwin maybe has picked up a bit more of human language because he's around them a lot more. Right. Right, like he'd probably pick up bits and pieces. Ah, uh, it doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Right. Um, well, let's get moving... to the earthquake. Yeah, there there is a cool thing that I felt like, um, and I'm sure this has shown up in other episodes too, but in the convi, there's like different buttons that transform it to to suit itself better for various natural disasters. And I thought that was really cool that that was sort of a thing they thought through. Because I'm sure they've encountered many along their their crazy traveling, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marianne and Nigel sure do come prepared. They are very great... Outdoors people.
0: Yeah. And, um... I guess moving forward to, uh... While the earthquake is happening... Well... The thing with the elephant... There's so many things to talk about. I guess...
1: Right. What surprised me about the quake is that it happens in the last five minutes of the episode, even though it's in the title.
0: Yeah, you know, that is interesting. Because it's kind of given away there, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) you know what's happening.
0: I guess if you're paying attention to it. Um...
1: Well, and the animals are, like, freaking out throughout, and Nigel is saying, you know, to Tyler's parents who are hanging out with them, like, I always... I I really believe that, like, the animals can see the future or something like that. and Yeah. You know, there's tension in the air, for sure.
0: Also, Tyler's parents, it's shocking to me that... Because they're, they're kind of overly controlling that they even let him be with uh, the Thornberry family. Or she, rather. Because she... That the mom... I'm sure she has a name. It doesn't really matter. She's constantly ridiculously concerned about everything. And, you know, given how lax um, Nigel and Marianne are, you wouldn't think that she would leave him there in the middle of Africa for, I don't know, at least a few days. It's a little yeah, it's out of character right. for their It
1: feels like they just needed to give her a trope, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Oh, but so then the... What's his name? Like It's like Django. It isn't Django, but it's the, the male elephant. Yeah. I can't um, remember.
0: The Doesn't one matter. Who's, the
1: elephant who's missing. It, uh, Eliza gets trapped under a bunch of trees during the earthquake. And the elephant that's missing shows up. And she goes, oh, hey, it's you. And he goes, yeah, sorry I went off. I found my mate. And <laughs> it's just the cutest moment in the world. I... Oh, He's kind of embarrassed, too. It was really cute. He was
0: like, so-and-so, like, my cousin's gonna make fun of me for it, but it's really cute. Yeah, I didn't want to tell Um, her.
1: It's like a wholesome version of the uh, Hash singing slasher. (laughs) He's like, I got too nervous, so I hung up. (laughs) I guess that's pretty wholesome, too. That's
0: true. But, you know. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, that's the gist of it, right? The elephants help get... Eliza out and then they whole family's back together and they celebrate Tyler's birthday and Eliza apologizes. She's like, oh, sorry I didn't actually have a surprise for your birthday. And he's like, are you kidding? This is the best birthday ever. And it's it's just this really cute moment of them all celebrating together and you know, and sort of also of Eliza realizing that she wasn't being the best and she owns up to it, which she's usually pretty good about doing.
1: Absolutely. Yeah
0: all right i um i think that's everything i've got yeah that's all i've got too shall we move on yeah we shall our second episode is from fairly odd parents it's entitled birthday bashed it's from season seven episode 6a and originally aired july 9th 2009 And in this
1: one, Timmy looks forward to his birthday until Jorgen reminds him that each birthday draws Timmy a year closer to losing his fairies. However, Timmy isn't worried because his parents always forget his birthday. That is until he sees them setting up his party decorations. Oh boy. And right off the bat, I just want to say, Ashley and I absolutely have like a reverse recency bias with Nicktoons, and I think we'll fess up to that. It's, uh, we definitely, I think, overvalue the older ones. And to be fair, they are better. <laughs> that part isn't biased, <laughs> but, uh, and, yeah. and that's not strictly speaking for nostalgia because Ashley and I love lots of new media that is aimed at kids. Um,
0: and you know, I'll say too, um, given that I'm willing to admit that I thoroughly enjoyed this yep, one. Yep. That's where I was and going. I think this is a fantastic of, episode. Yes. And I think, I think that type of thing shows that, really, I, I want Nicktoons to be as good as they were. I do, and, uh, it, it's not, like, me trying to be, like, oh, you don't understand, you weren't a 90s kid, because I, like, basically am not, but, um, you know, I, I just think that there were, in general, more good episodes in the past, but this one, this one really, it felt true to, true to tone, I really just thoroughly enjoyed it. Um so jumping right in, there, there are a couple of continuity issues with the rules, but we see that all the time in the oh, show. Yeah. It's it's oh, not yeah. consistent in what is and isn't allowed between episodes. So it Do did, did they say how old he's turning?
1: They don't. Cuz he is 10, okay. right? I think he's just still 10. <laughs>
0: right so he's turning 11 and that's too old
1: but i mean i think i, don't know. I think he's just 10 again even after the birthday okay <laughs> like i don't think they track his age
0: but it's just anyways <laughs> if it, for whatever reason this particular birthday yeah. which yeah, have we trace because because i think his birthday was brought up he certainly
1: looks no different it... than he did at the beginning of the show
0: Oh, absolutely not. He's not meant to be actually right. aging. I'm just saying it seems young for them to be taking oh, away his fairies. Oh, absolutely And we seen
1: that and he is... will get to have his fairies until he's like 17. Spoiler alert from Channel Chasers. Right.
0: Again, assuming the show has any continuity. Which it doesn't. <laughs> which is fine.
1: It's it's allowed to not it's have fine, continuity. It's
0: fine, but we're also allowed to comment yes, on it every exactly. time. <laughs> So he comes in and we get this great a how to deal with losing your fairies video um hosted by none other than TV's Adam West uh, which apparently he's allowed to know about fairies yeah. to, to host it. <laughs>
1: That's hysterical. I ha- I really <laughs> So like <laughs> First of all, pour one out for Adam West. We did our we did our episode on him. Always, and, uh, it was really a nice surprise to see him in this, and uh, that's hilarious. I hadn't thought of that. So maybe you know, if we assume continuity, which we shouldn't and do not, um, when when he's Catman, he totally must like see Cosmo and Wanda's like disguises for what they are. You know,
0: right. Well, assuming also that he has any kind of uh, clarity, he's kind of a not the brightest, considering he continuously, what was it, cleft? Was it cleft that Timmy was dressing up as? Whoever he was dressing yeah. up as, he'd be like, oh, have you seen Timmy? So yeah. I don't know if he's the best at pointing out disguises.
1: Totally,
0: totally. Also, we, we do see Crocker is in the video, but... When he gets his fairies taken away, and it's not Cosmo and Wanda. So there's, there's, yeah, that what Ishing was team. up? I noticed
1: that too. It's, <laughs> it's like they're trying to break all their own rules.
0: But it's weird because, because there are little things that are continuous, right. right? Like, okay, so, so at the very end, Chip Skylark's there and he's singing a song and he mentions how it's both of their birthdays, which that came up yep. in like season yep. one.
1: Yeah, Tammy and Crocker share the same birthday. They're sort of like, they're sort of like uh, Voldemort and Harry Potter, honestly. Like I don't think they share the same birthday, but you, you do feel like their like their wands, so to speak, are from are the same. Like they yeah. they seem cut of the same cloth even though they're like good and evil.
0: Yes. But all that being said, it's it's fine. But yeah, continuity is not what we're looking for. And ignoring all of the continuity errors, which we could go on forever, basically for whatever reason, if Timmy has this birthday, he loses his fairies and he's determined to not have that happen, so he can't let Jorgen know that it's his birthday. But he's like, oh, it's not a big deal. My parents, being the neglectful people that they are, won't remember that it's my birthday. But then they start wheeling in this cake and this bounce house and this circus and he starts freaking out. Um, We also have Crocker who is, uh, he has a bunch of Apparently, he has a sense that birthdays are when fairies are going to be stealable, right? So, he, um, he's he got all these, like, suits and stuff. I mean, plot-wise, it's, it's pretty simple, right? There's just some backs and forths between that, and, um, you know, but it, it just feels like old fairly odd parents more it
1: does and we have poof so i would say it's in phase two of fairly odd parents and there's also a long gap shortly after 2009 you
0: know interesting thought too um there's no big wish in this one
1: you're right yeah we haven't
0: which is kind of non-formulaic which i like
1: many episodes that don't have a big wish that he undoes
0: yeah like the the big wish that's driving it it's it's driven a little bit differently so you know props props for that too yeah
1: just a great a choice pun that i love on the like truck where they're bringing in all the party supplies it says cirque Parte, <laughs> like cirque de soleil <laughs> yes because <laughs> they're like <laughs> clowns and stuff I, I thought that was funny
0: yeah there's there's also and casey pointed this out um wandissimo like wand I I never thought about that in my entire life. Yeah, what's life.
1: hilarious is Ashley and I each had one half of the joke. <laughs> I, <laughs> as a kid, or now, never realized that it was Juan Dissimo, like the Spanish name Juan. And until I saw Ashley spell it out in her notes, and I was like, oh, it's Juan Dissimo, not Juan Dissimo. And then we were both like, oh, it's, it's both. <laughs> it's, a, it's a glorious pun.
0: yeah it's got the the spanish flair too and his existence is just great yeah i mean that's kind of his character which we could get into how that is or isn't okay but i i can't help but love him he
1: can't yeah he can be absolutely hilarious
0: and uh we we have moments like the vamos and the poof cloud i think the poof cloud words in general are excellent underrated humor and they
1: use them well when we go into the comic book world too you know Yes. Because it's a similar um, concept, but it's, it's slightly different stylistically, and both are great.
0: Yes. Uh, m- moving forward, though, Timmy mentioned something about, like, oh, sorry, you guys, that all my birthday things got ruined. And they're like, oh, um, we weren't celebrating your birthday. We were celebrating our anniversary. We never would have spent this much money on you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're so predictable, and I love it.
0: <laughs> yes, it, it, and this this entire episode is great. Just the characters feel more true to their original selves. We have, like I said, we've got Juan Dissimo showing up. Poof is there, but inoffensively so. Um, and we get Chip Chip Skylark, none other than Chip Skylark. Sounds like he has a new voice though, which is a little sad, but understandable. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he I can't remember who originally voiced him. Voice. I, I don't know who voiced either of them. And I, maybe it's the same guy just aged, you know, and trying to replicate That's that true. boy band sound. I don't know. Regardless, it's still great. You know, even though the scansion, like how the lyrics fit the music is horrible because it's fit over oh, absolutely. It's fit over shiny teeth and me. So it's happy birthday to me. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's not great, but I do like that it, keeps that that jam it's like how we should do a chip Skylark episode for sure
1: the brief scansion lyric nerd moment so it sounds like he's saying happy birthday to me because of the way the beats lie happy birthday to me or timmy it still it sounds like to me similarly in taylor swift's whatever song it is that has the got a long list of ex-lovers people thought it was star starbucks lovers and, uh... Oh, uh,
0: Blank Space. Yeah, Blank Space. Right.
1: But it's just because it fit the beat wrong in a way that you wouldn't speak it.
0: Remember that time that Casey wasn't a nerd about music?
1: <laughs> Me I neither. I not <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> uh, Um,
0: all that said, I think, I think this sums everything up, but, yeah, this is my favorite of, I, I don't know what we want to call this, like, second generation, yes. fairly odd parents episodes that I've seen so far, so... Glad that we gave this one a view.
1: Our third and final episode is from Rugrats. It's called Tommy's First Birthday. It's season one, episode one, and it aired, of course, on August 11th, 1991, along with the first episodes of Doug and Ren and Stimpy.
0: And in this one, Stu and Dee Dee are striving to make Tommy's first birthday a memorable one, and uh, they they do, but under the wrong circumstances. Meanwhile, though, Tommy's only goal for his birthday is to eat dog food so that he can turn into a dog, <laughs> and uh, ends up selling the other Rugrats on the idea as well. It's, it's something beautiful. Let me tell you.
1: Oh, it's the It's so cute. It's this. These were just a really cute three episodes especially Rugrats and Thornberries.
0: oh this one's so true to true to Rugrats and yeah I just feel like I feel like I should just keep great episodes of Rugrats and any day any day that's not going so well just just watch an episode because it is it is heartwarming to watch and Considering it's the first episode, I mean, we, we've seen, you know, from our first podcast episode that sometimes things change fairly drastically. This one is so set. Like, this could have happened, other than the animation style, pretty much anywhere in the series. And I would have been like, yep, the characters make sense. This seems like a typical situation that would happen. It's so, so true to series.
1: Yes, it is. And yeah, the animation is a little rougher around the edges, but I kind of love it. It's just so... It's Nickelodeon at its very, it's Nicktoons at its very, very, very beginning, and I recently discovered that there was a Rugrats pilot before this one, so we should try to get our hands on that and watch that, because what a cool experience that would be.
0: Absolutely. But, yeah, this this starts out with Dee Dee being crazy, right? Just straight crazy, as she always is, but... Potentially even more so than usual. She's so worried about making Tommy's birthday perfect, which it's his first birthday. And, uh, Casey, just out of curiosity, um, what did you do for your first birthday?
1: What did I do oh, for you my don't first remember?
0: birthday? Nobody remembers. <laughs> um, hold up. At, like... I
1: think I went to a place called Monkeys. Monkey. It was like... I only know because we saved the like program from it. It was like a little gymnastics (laughs) place and I'm pretty sure it was my first birthday, but it might've been my second.
0: Moral of the story though. And and I've always found this kind of funny is like the, the amount of effort some parents will put in like, and Dee Dee specifically are so concerned. Like her entire parenting existence relies on the quality of this, but it's, it's not going to affect the kid, right? Like, They don't know what a birthday is. They don't know what anything is. I mean, obviously, the way you treat your kid at that age will have an effect, but the birthday itself is pretty irrelevant as far as your parenting future goes. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. I I
1: I love how quickly they capture Stew and Drew's relationship that we just looked at in our flashbacks episode. Uh Stew is already super into the toy and inventing creating and Drew is already over it. Uh and doctor so Are Lipschitz you are you uh,
0: flashing back to our flashback episode?
1: Oh, hey. <laughs>
0: Anyways, <laughs> I suppose
1: I am. That was a fun episode, wasn't it? Then, it was indeed know, way back. Harp then. harp music plays, and then I insert the entirety of that episode into this one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what we should do. We should have a clips podcast once. We should do a when clips we're lazy and don't want to make content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> Anyways,
0: funny. um, oh my god, there's and this is jumping ahead a bit, but they the the puppeteers end up not showing up, and so. Stu and Drew end up playing the puppets, and they have, like, this entire just emotional circle, right? Like, they, they start yelling at each other and going through all of their childhood things, and by the end, they're, like, weeping to one another, apologizing, and it's, it's so beautiful.
1: It's great. Yeah, it's, the cl- it's already that classic example of, like, the kids getting along and working together and the adults tearing each other apart. It's some great sort of more subtle commentary.
0: Yeah, and, you know, um, general comment here, um, this was like a full-length episode, so it's a full, you know, sub-30 minutes, because commercials, but I felt like it flew for me. It, sometimes the full-length episodes of shows that are normally half-length feel like they're dragging. This one, I didn't have a single moment where I was, I was not interested in just, you know, feeling a part of these wonderful people's lives.
1: Yes. I also, one random comment. Drew, when he arrives, uh, also all of the character introductions are just great on this show. I kept wanting to, like, applaud, like, a studio audience every time <laughs> a great character came on for the first time. And when we first see Drew, he's in the car with Angelica. No Charlotte in this episode, am I correct? Yeah, you're right. And his front license no plate either. just... No Yeah, yeah. His front license plate just says Drew, <laughs> and that doesn't seem like yes. him at all.
0: You know, it's why not? <laughs> I feel like that might even have been just laziness on the, their their part. Just partner, to like, like establish his name, went, Drew. There you go. Yeah, right. Um, or to just
1: drive home character names.
0: Sure, sure. Um. Let's see. Yeah, so we do get Angelica's introduction. She's not quite as vile as she usually is, and she also yeah. The kids also... are
1: the kids are terrified. They're like, "Oh, right, your cousin Angelica will be here soon." And they all go, "Angelica!" And then she arrives, and she's fine, you know.
0: Yeah, she, she's she's <laughs> mostly okay. She she buys into the plan pretty quickly too. She's like, "I want to be a dog. I want to bite the mailman." Everyone has their different goals, right? Like she wants to bite the mailman. Lil wants to lay with the flowers. Phil, Phil and Lil actually both want fleas, and I don't remember what it is Tommy wants to do, but they're all getting excited about things. Wait, before I forget, uh, for whatever reason, Tommy, Tommy is not wearing his standard outfit. He is literally Mario, minus the hat. But he's wearing a red shirt and blue overalls, and I, just, I needed to get it out real quick. He is that, dressed like Mario.
1: That was a beautiful... Uh... <laughs> Beautiful realization there that I would not have made, but love that you (laughs) made it.
0: Just gets me all the more pumped for Mario Odyssey. Am I right? Okay. End of end of unnecessary See, he he (laughs) can
1: control a dog.
0: Speaking of dogs, uh...
1: hey, 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 hey. you are all you are on it lately with these. (laughs) Segue. I'm not purposely there's... setting you up. You know I talk about just whatever yes, I want. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there's also this beautiful Ugh. moment. It's so cute where um Tommy goes into the kitchen and Spike comes out, and they like for some reason in their baby logic, they're like, "Tommy, you turned into a dog." It's like clearly it's just <laughs> they're Spike. So like,
1: dumb. He... <laughs> they're just so dumb and adorable. But it's... Oh my it's god. so great. What is Tommy's first line? I remember being so excited when we, it sort of pans in on the babies and they talk for the first time. It's something like, okay guys, he like assembles them right away. It's like Tommy's yeah. the leader immediately. And it's such a cool moment the first time we get that concept of the show.
0: Absolutely. And, and like I said, this, this is already pretty well established. Phil and Lil are kind of the, the gross out kids. Chucky is the nervous one. And Tommy's... Tommy's the leader. And they do all get together. And, uh... They... More or less, they they get to the dog food and... Well, hold on. I won't go to the very end yet. Yeah, is there anything else in the middle that I'm missing? Um... I want to make sure we're not skipping. I feel like we hit most of the main things. We get, we do get um, Phil and Riddle are
1: gross already. That's kind of worth just yeah, mentioning get, quickly.
0: Um... Why can I not come up with Boris and. Minka. Minka. They show up and they're same as always. Oh, we do get. We do get. Um, Stu comes in with his crazy invention, which is like this UFO looking thing. I forgot the name of it. And he's like, this is the one. It's gonna put. It's gonna put, you know. What is it? What's the name of the company? Pickles Toy Making Something, whatever. On the, m- the map, which man,
1: they're just like dangerous looking. Like if I were Dee Dee, I would be like, get that thing away from my child.
0: It also can carry a child, apparently, multiple children. Even I think, I think at some point, Tommy and Angelica are like hanging off of it at like the top of this room. It is no kind of safe. <laughs> yeah. But he also um, Stu, not Stu, Drew buys Tommy just this fire truck. And Stu's like, huh, what an uncreative gift or something. Like, how is that going to, you know, expand the imagination of the kids? It doesn't even have batteries. It's like, man, really? You're going to trash the present that your brother gave your kid for his first birthday? Like,
1: ugh. A completely anyways, normal anyways. present, too, whereas yours yes. is ridiculous. Yeah.
0: But it's very... it. it Reminds me of the same argument of why Stu always loves his toys over Drew's. And, uh, debatable as to whether or not that's the smartest way to be. All that being said, though, they do eventually get to the dog food and they eat it. And obviously they don't literally turn into dogs, but they all kind of buy into it anyways. And they all start acting like dogs and it is adorable.
1: It's awesome because I think you kind of can't tell if they're being willfully ignorant pretending or if they think that they are actual dogs
0: yeah you know and i think i think either way it's great right like you can't tell if it's them letting the imagination get the best of them or just sort of being like you know it'd be fun to to buy into this anyways let's just let's just act like dogs and it's it's so cute it's so it's so great it's so imaginative and we just see them all you know Crawling around, barking at each other. And even Angelica just buys into it, you know? And I think this one, too, we don't quite see her in full-on stupid baby mode. But it's... Ah, I love the show.
1: I really do. Oh, it's so wonderful. It's so great. And I, uh... You know, it would have been nice to have it in the finals, wouldn't it? Against Spongebob, but Jimmy Neutron made things exciting, that's for sure. So...
0: Yeah, surprisingly, but, you know, Jimmy Neutron, I don't want to bash it either, but Rugrats has a special place in my heart. It just always will.
1: Yeah, it's just got that classic Nicktoon magic to it that, I don't know, Ren and Stimpy and Doug, like, I get it, they're from the same era, but they don't have the same staying power in my book. They're both great shows. They're all good shows. All the ones we've discussed, I think, are good on some level, but...
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: But Rugrats just has that special something. And like our like season two trivia question, they are the only Nicktoons with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So that is interesting. Well,
0: speaking of trivia, was that one on purpose?
1: Yeah, kind of. (laughs) But I wasn't like explicitly setting you up. (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, it is about time. Let's see if Casey is going to be kind to me on my birthday and give me an easy question so that I can keep on being ahead. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure. How many total episodes of Nicktoons are there with no oh multiple choice?
0: Alright guys, it's time for another round of Nick trivia. Our current standings are Casey at 5, me at 6, which means at the very least I can't lose... Well, I can't, I can't be losing at the end of my... Very special birthday round of trivia, so...
1: Well, we'll see about that, because my... Hit me with it. My trivia question is Fairly odd parents based and my question is... So, Fairly OddParents has taken off one year in its entire syndication, meaning it was supposedly over and had no new episodes for one calendar year. That's it. Was it 2007, 2008, 2009... Or
0: twenty ten. Hmm. I mean, I'm I'm not gonna know the answer, so I don't I don't know what I'm spending my time. So wait, that's seven through time, yep. right? Um. Let's go with two thousand nine for no reason whatsoever. Final answer.
1: That is wrong,
0: wrong, wrong.
1: Incorrect. It was two thousand and seven. New episodes started in two thousand and eight, early two thousand eight, and it it supposedly Dang. ended in two thousand six with uh, Channel Chasers, maybe something. No, there was huh. a supposed last episode that was conclusive.
0: Sure, sure. Well, live and learn. <laughs> That being said, might not pull further ahead, but even if Casey gets this right, it won't be the end of my entire life. Um, My question for you is, uh, I guess, kind of birthday-related. I I don't know. So, um, I, well, at the time that this podcast is posted, will have turned 23. And my question is, what other show will have turned 23 by the end of this year. Basically, what what other show was born, quote-unquote, in 1994? 1990. As I was. Oh,
1: four? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were yes. three for some reason, even <laughs> though I know I'm 94 and you're younger than me.
0: <laughs> very good, piece. So I'm very, very glad that you said the
1: year, because I would have been like, which Nicktoon started in 1993?
0: You know, I almost, I almost didn't tell you the year, but then I was like, eh.
1: <sighs> That's
0: funny. I was like, I was like, he probably knows it anyways. (laughs) He knows that we're the same year, right? We've talked about it. All
1: right. Anyways. Give me the options.
0: Helpful hints. Uh, Is it A, Rocco's Modern Life, B, A Real Monsters, C, Hey Arnold, or D, The Angry Beavers? Okay,
1: Angry Beavers was 98. I'm almost positive. Do you have the years in front of you for after? Yeah, I actually do. pretty sure Angry Beavers was 98. Hey Arnold might have been 94 but I'm pretty sure it was 96. All real Monsters it very well could be. One of them was 93 and one of them was 94. So it's either Rocco's or Ariel Monsters. I seem to associate Rocco's more with my birth year and I believe Ariel Monsters was 93 to 97. Rocco's final answer tying it up on your birthday, give me that plankton.
0: Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Incorrect. It was actually uh, Real Monsters. Uh, You you did get them so close, though. Uh, It's Rocco's 93, Uh, Real Monsters 94, Angry Beavers was actually 97, um, and Hey Arnold 96. So you actually were pretty spot on there. So props, but uh, not not quite. It
1: was close. It's because I have it in those shows lists document that we use. Right,
0: right. That did make me a little nervous when I was making the question, but I was like, you know, Ninety three, ninety four. Those are but easy I, to mix up. I figured he was it down right between that Rocko's two. and,
1: and Aureal Monsters were ninety three and ninety four. I just had it backwards. Yeah,
0: you, you made me a little nervous there. I'm not gonna Fate lie. Is but cruel. hey,
1: well, uh, keeping the lead you are. on my birthday,
0: That's, the birthday, the only birthday worth celebrating. I'm okay
1: with that. I will until you said that. Now <laughs> I'm gonna make all of your questions impossible, and I'm gonna do nothing but research Fair. Nickelodeon for the next week.
0: I mean, if that's really what you want to, you know, honestly, if if that's what you do, you deserve to win <laughs> straight up.
1: But well, then you got that spelling beast kind of thing where you prepare and prepare and you get the one thing that you didn't look at, you know.
0: Like, uh, oh shoot. What's the word? Qualm.
1: Did you get out on that? Q- or did
0: you a l x? That's a hey <laughs> right. reference. Right. Yes,
1: yes. <clears throat> Oh, classic.
0: Anyhow. (laughs) Alright, now that we've survived another round of trivia, I think it's time for our conclusion with our fun fact, Twitter poll, and preview for next week. Alright, our fun fact for this week is specifically Friday Night Nicktoons related. Um, Back Way back in... uh, podcast 18, when we did our first birthday episodes for none other than myself, it included the final episode of Rugrats, which was for Kimmy's Mm -hmm. birthday. And this time, by total coincidence, we discussed the very first episode of Rugrats. So we've gotten sort of the book ends there on both of my birthday episodes, which I think is pretty cool.
1: Totally. That episode was called Kimmy Takes the Cake. It's very adorable. It also had Amanda Bynes in it. That was our fun fact that week, I think. Um, yeah, it's really cool to have that sort of the bookends, uh, of this series, all to do with Ashley's birthday with one of her favorite Nicktoons. Just kind of a nice thing. And, uh, Ashley, you're, you're somewhat great. I should say that. You're lukewarm. So, happy
0: birthday. (laughs) Nicest thing Casey's ever said to me, you guys. (laughs) Somewhat
1: great. (laughs) That's so conflicting. (laughs) You're a little like God's gift to man's mankind. Just a little. Alright, our Twitter poll for this week. Uh in that said Rugrats episode, Tommy's first birthday, as we discussed, the gang, Tommy and friends, start acting like dogs at the end, you know, either pretending or convinced that eating the dog food actually worked. Now, our Twitter poll this week is, do you think they were simply acting like dogs and embracing the silliness and pretending? Or do they really think that they have all turned to dogs and they're just, they're, they're, they're kind of purposely pulling the wool over their eyes and just, um, you know, do they really believe that it's happening? So, I, for one, have not made up my mind on this, so we'll have to see what you guys say.
0: Me neither. I think, I think there's... And I say this about most of our Twitter polls, but this one specifically, I think, I think there's no right answer. I, I think it's great either way. I love it either way, but I'm interested to see how you guys interpret it. Next week, we are going to be sort of trying to break off some of our recency bias and or I guess reverse recency bias. And we are going to do currently airing Nicktoons. So those are Nicktoons that are, are on the air and ones specifically, I I can't remember if SpongeBob's still airing, but regardless, ones that have been made in semi, somewhat recent years as well. Yeah. So really interested. I mean, we'll hit three new shows that we haven't even seen ever before, much less talked yeah. about. One,
1: You know, we, we decided one of the shows we wanted to do ourselves that we've had an interest in. I asked Patricia for the other two, and she recommended some episodes for all three. So I think it's going to be a really good time and a really unique take on this podcast that it usually only does late 90s. Mid to late 90s and uh, early 2000s. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.